I'm your host, Ben Rathbone, recording here with the Snack King, Joe Koloski. We're currently recording from, uh, where are we, Joe? Mus- Muskelheim? Right, Muskelheim. We were in, we were in Jotunheim, and then we, we took that wrong turn. And yeah, so we decided to take a road trip across the Nine Realms. So far, not going exactly as planned. Have a flat tire. The marshmallows are burnt. Uh, marshmallows are definitely burnt, as is everything else. Is that, that's probably why we got the flat tire. They are on fire. Right, so kind of a bad place to be stuck, being the realm of, of fire and fire demons and Surtur. Not uh, looking forward to running into that guy. We should try to get out of here before that. I want Kai his crown. You have to defeat him in combat. You have to wrestle him. That's how these Norse mythology people... You have to challenge them to a wrestling match, and then if you win, you get whatever. So it's not like the, it's not like the giants where you can just out-drink them? I don't think Surtur can drink. Alcohol and fire don't really don't go together. Alright, so if I challenge him to a drink contest, he'll explode and I win. Might work. Might be your best bet to get out of here. Ballsy, but I like where you're going. Also, I think I'm going to probably die in the next half hour if we don't do something. So Yeah, I think half hour is the breaking point. Yep. All right, Joe's going to try to do that. Meanwhile, I'll just keep recording until he's back. Today's episode is on the Marvel comic version of the Mighty Thor, God of Thunder. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know the deal. If you haven't, we're going to talk about Thor's first comic book appearance, the time Thor died, and how he came back. While Joe has never been a prince of Asgard like Thor, he is a king of snacks and cooking. You can find him on Twitch under SnackKing486. All right, let's get into it, shall we? What's your name, kid? The Human Spider. The Human Spider, that's it? That's the best you got? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. The son of three thousand dollars will be paid to the terrifying, the deadly, the amazing Spider-Man! The box that wouldn't open. The volcano, what was its secret? The forbidden room, the strange secret of Henry Hill. Midnight at the Wax Museum. These were some of the story titles on the cover of Marvel Comics' horror anthology, Journey in the Mystery, before the debut of Thor. The comic book climate of the day was trending away from horror stories and moving back to superheroes, so this was a logical place to see a new caped protagonist. While Marvel's other new characters would be acclaimed for their originality, This one drew heavily from 13th century collections of ancient Norse myths and Icelandic oral poetry, the Prose Edda and the Poetic Edda, respectively. The Thor we see is a bit different than the Thor from those tales. He has blonde hair instead of red, and is clean-shaven instead of bearded. But other aspects ring true, like his mighty strength and the weapon he wields, a peculiar, short, blocky hammer. In 1962, Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, and his brother Larry Lieber dropped their new version of the God of Thunder into a plot of pure sci-fi pulp in Journey into Mystery, number 83, Introducing the Mighty Thor. Written by Stan Lee and Larry Lieber. Art by Jack Kirby. Inks by Joe Sinat. On the windy coasts of Norway, we find Dr. Donald Blake enjoying the sights on his vacation. Also here to enjoy the sights are three rockmen from Saturn, who have landed in a strange spacecraft in the distance. The trio test out the gravity of Earth, and find that they're super strong and invulnerable on this planet's atmosphere. They also test out their space guns by disintegrating a tree. Fucking tourists, man. Little do they know, a humble fisherman has viewed all of this, and he heads back to town to warn everyone. No one believes him, except the good Dr. Blake, who heads out to investigate. 
He finds the stone men before too long, but he fails his stealth check, and the aliens detect his presence. Blake walks with a cane, so he struggles in his escape, but does manage to find a solitary cave to hide out in. There, he finds a gnarled wooden stick. Desperate to get further away from the stone men, Don tries to use the stick as a lever to move a boulder blocking another exit. He is unable to do so, and out of frustration, he lashes out with the stick against the boulder. As the ancient talisman strikes rock, an unbelievable transformation overcomes the doctor. He is no longer in the body of a man with an injured leg, no. Now he is a towering muscular figure with flowing blonde locks, a winged helmet, and an impressive red cape. The gnarled stick has turned into a stout warhammer with the inscription, Whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. With this newfound power, Thor lifts away the boulder as a normal man may pluck a pebble from the ground. Now outside, he tests the capabilities and limitations of his abilities. The hammer is capable of breaking through almost any barrier, and will always return to his hand whenever thrown. By striking the handle twice on the ground, he can control the weather, creating rain or snow, or even a raging storm or tornado. He can stamp the handle three times to end the storm. If he only stamps the handle once on the ground, he reverts to the form of Dr. Donald Blake. Meanwhile, the stone men from Saturn have amassed a full invasion force, and all of NATO's forces can do nothing to stop them. Thor swings his hammer by its thong and hurls into the air, and by catching the hammer's thong, he takes to flight through the sky. He lands amidst the stone men and beats them up with the hammer. Like, just pummels the shit out of them. The aliens drop an iron cage on top of their assailant, but are you kidding me? Thor rips through that shit and sends his hammer through the air to destroy all of their disintegration guns. Okay, but no way is Thor going to be able to stop the stone men's mechanomonster, which they unleash to destroy the warrior. Actually, though, Thor demolishes the machine with one mighty hit. The stone men have seen enough. Who knew humans could be so powerful? And who knows how many more like him are hanging out somewhere? They pack their bags and retreat. NATO forces arrive on the scene and are completely perplexed as to what caused the invasion force to so suddenly leave. The only thing they see in the vicinity is a lonely man with a cane, walking off in the distance. The end. And we're back. We escaped Muspelheim, and now we're somewhere else. Yeah, I don't know where we're at. There's a giant tree, though. This one's weird. Yeah, there's a giant tree. It's got a lot of branches. Oh, is this Yagdrasil? Yagdrasil? Oh, yeah, the world tree. So so we're kind of like in the... We're on the main highway. Right, we're on the main highway. Just got to follow signs from here. It should be easy. I hope there's signs. There actually don't appear to be any signs. We'll, we'll figure it out. While we're here, Journey in the Mystery, number 83. First appearance of the Marvel Comics Thor. Donald Blake finds Mystical Hammer Mjolnir, becomes Thor. Do you think that you are worthy to wield Mjolnir? Yes. Okay, well, hold on. Just wait a second. Okay. We gotta check the boxes. If a weird fisherman told you a story about alien rock men, would you believe him? I would investigate at least. Okay, all right. So, so far you're good. Would you pick up cool looking stick i have a box of cool looking sticks in my room all right awesome two for two so far and then number three this one's important would you randomly hit that stick on a rock yeah how else you know it's a good stick you gotta test the sturdiness all right i think that's all you need um according to this comic if you do those three things you can become the mighty thor yep congratulations all right we just need to find the stick there's no sticks they're all attached to the tree maybe we can like rip one off i don't know that's a good idea. Yeah. What'd you think of, of this comic? It was a little dated, but I liked how simplistic it was. It was just, hey, I saw this alien. Oh, we don't believe you, man. Well, maybe I believe this guy. And then Thor. 
But it doesn't explain why he had a cane. Do they ever explain that? I'm sure they do at some point. I, I don't really know. Donald, Donald Blake's backstory is, is a little weird. It's not entirely clear whether he's his own dude or if he's just some dude that Odin turned Thor into to, like, humble him. But, yeah, he, he, he's got a cane, and then he's got Mjolnir. So, pretty good upgrade. Great upgrade. Yeah. Reminds me of Hagrid with his umbrella. Yeah. You know, everybody, there's always a character like that. I like the Rockman's atomic force field. That was cool. It was, I was like, because like, they were shooting missiles. I'm like, how, how are the Rockman going to withstand a missile? Because they're, they're rocks. And then atomic force field. Right. A, a specific enough an answer, but yet vague enough where you can kind of fill in the dots later. Yeah, the Rockman kind of had, had it all in this issue. They're super strong. They're made out of stone, but they also have all kinds of advanced technology. They have the mechanical monster. Right, mechanical monster. So, and then they, and they have the cloaking, and they look like a giant dragon. Right. I'm just imagining all these stone men engineers in their stone men labs building on this stuff, and it's, you know, it's pretty cool. Even if you're completely encased out of stone, you can still make a living for yourself. Yeah. Their yeah. imagination still works. You're more than just a pair of muscles in stone. You're you can you know you can build things. It's cool. That's I mean, nice. if, if you're a society of stone, you can't just be the strong man. You got to be the smart man too. Right. And I'm just are. I'm curious if they have any like acrobats or trapeze artists on Stone World. Probably they probably have all kinds of like stone men sitcoms and stone men art comic books. I don't know. I feel like this is a genre of comics that is unexplored. Yeah, well, there, uh, there's Korg. He comes back later. Korg was uh, cool to see. And Planet Hulk. He's in the movie for Ragnarok. Other than that, I don't know how much of the Stone Men are really out there in the Marvel Universe that we've seen of. We should go there. Yeah. After our Nine Realms road trip, we'll, we'll head... Stone World. To Stone World. Yeah, it should be pretty wild. Yeah, it's just kind of lucky that, that I guess when they decided to invade was the exact same day Dr. Donald Blake found Mjolnir and became Thor, you know? Yeah. Had... had it's almost like they're they're bonded by fate. It seems like it. Well, I mean, that's I, I feel like that's a common place amongst comics. Is there's always that fate aspect, the yeah. right place at the right time. I did like the downgrade. I guess not a downgrade, but the original power set of Thor. He'd let go of the stick, and ten seconds later, he was Donald Blake again. That was. I think that's a really cool, interesting way to go about doing Thor, because it means you can't just do the crazy combat moves he does now. He has to be smarter and more wiser with what he does. It's true. It did kind of balance him out a little bit more because he eventually kind of sheds the whole Don Blake thing completely. And at that point, he's pretty much like a Superman. He can do anything. But yeah, it kind of did ground him where, like, say the Hulk was able to knock Thor out for a minute, then he would turn back to Donald Blake because he doesn't have, he's not holding his hammer. Yeah. So, you know, that did kind of, you can do a lot of story, create a lot of challenges for him that way. Yeah. That really test his worthiness. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like the constant changing of Thor's actual aesthetic for his hammer. How everyone, everyone does it, it's always slightly different. I feel like that's that would that's straight true to Milner. If I was to wield it or Captain America, it would like, be a little bit different because you know we're not we're not the same person, but we're still both worthy. Yeah, that's true. What'd you think of his appearance? Kind of this this blonde, clean-shaven dude. Well, he's a Norse god, so it kind of fits the aesthetic, I feel. You could do like a, a truer version where he's a little bit a little bit plumpier. Kind of like Fat Thor, but like not just Fat Thor. Like, no, I'm a strong man rather than a bodybuilder. Bodybuilder is like the cut muscles where a strong man is like, no, man, I just, I lift, I do strong things. Yeah, I mean, in the original myths, he is described as a like bigger guy. Dude with uh, with like red hair and a, and, a, and a beard. But here he's kind of like this kind of, you know, chiseled, blonde, clean-shaven guy. You have, to, you have to, you know, fit the look. If you want to make the guy pop, the, the flowing long blonde hair fits a little bit with the red and the blue. Yeah, yeah, they're just giving him this, like, clean-cut superhero look. Yeah. 
It'd be cool to get that version because we see Thor go through different transformations throughout it throughout, but he always kind of looks the same. It'd be cool if he you know, looked a little bit different, kind of like a Doctor Who kind of thing where it's the same person, but he takes different forms like Loki does that. No, they, they, they have variants now, so like, why not? Yeah, yeah. Thor's going to remain Thor regardless of what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Oh, what'd you think of that Thor can't actually fly? Just like throws his hammer, but like catches it. That's really cool. I like that. It's pretty cool, yeah. Because he's so powerful, he can throw the hammer with its force that he can literally fly without flying. It's kind of like how Thor in the first uh, Avengers flies. You know, he kind of like spins his hammer around and tosses it. That, that's he's not really flying. He's more like using the hammer. Yeah, I gotta. I wonder how consistent that is. It seems like not. Seems like it isn't. I feel like I've seen Thor hover before. Oh, I feel like as he gets more comfortable, because at first, you know, he uses the Mjolnir as a source of power, and then as he levels up and realizes that he's the source of power, things kind of start to change. Yeah, I guess it depends on what version of Thor. I also think there's certain yeah. there's certain situations where, like, that he is the power, and he just doesn't realize it, so he's floating or flying on his own means. It's kind of, like, intuition. Yeah, for first level floor is throwing his hammer and catching it, and that's how he flies through the air. But as he levels up, he he can do other things. I also think it depends on like the story that's being told, because some yeah. some stories you want flying, and some stories it's cooler to see him twirl his hammer and, and like use that to launch himself. Yeah, especially if you have an issue that's more dialogue and you want some more cool scenes in there, that's something to throw in. I like how powerful he is at the get-go but there's clear limitations because he control the weather but the way he does it he has, he has to tap the handle of the hammer on the ground mm-hmm. just in like different patterns and that's how he creates storms and tornadoes and, and all the lightning and stuff like that yeah he can't just summon down yeah. endless storms from the sky yeah. whereas later he definitely does he just like says hey there's going to be a storm and then it happens which i think is a natural progression yeah my favorite version of thor flying is when he has to use a carriage with flying goats. This is very cool. Thangrisner and Thongastor. Okay, yeah. Yeah, teeth in and teeth grinder. It's flying goats. That's that's the be- that's peak Thor to me. Yeah, and he's free to do whatever he wants with his hands. Except right. room for activities. You got a chariot with flying goats, you're set. I mean, that just sets, like, you roll up with that and people are going to... You make a statement without saying anything. I, I literally don't know why he doesn't just fly around with them all the time. He rolls up with teeth in and teeth grinder. The villain would just give up. What are you going to do against that? Like it's flying goat carriage. Yeah. I, I guess the stories wouldn't be interesting if, if every time a Thor comic just ends with him intimidating his enemies in, into submission with goats. But No, but I think it would make a really good what-if storyline. Yeah. What if Thor had these goats all the time? I guess the goats get tired, too. That makes sense. I mean, you have, you have pets, you know. Can't always get them to cooperate with you. Hardly ever. Only when it's feeding time. Kind of like Gandalf's eagles. He only gets them to do things sometimes. Well, I thought the eagles were like their own people. Yeah, so maybe the goats are their own people. You can't just order them around. It, make, it, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're sentient like the ravens. Yeah, one of these realms is just goats. We haven't gotten to it yet. But There's a secret tenth realm? Goat realm? Yeah, it's just goats. That's where the goats live. <sighs> Alright, add that to the list. I did notice at the at the last panel of the issue on, on Mjolnir, you see Thor, and it has the whole whomsoever be, you know, worthy, etc. But Thor is spelled with two R's. What do you think that other R stands for? Is it like a J.R.R. Tolkien kind of thing? Thor... More Thor? Extra? A little extra? Like, you know, when you exaggerate where a little bit? I think it's Rad. Thor Rad? Thor Rad Odinson. I can see that. Yeah. I don't know. Throwing ideas out there. I think it fits his vibe. Yeah. 
I feel like he would like Bill and Ted be excellent to each other. That is the crossover that we never got and that we deserve. We, who do we write? Kevin Feige? We can try. Yeah. I think we need to make it happen. Yeah. So Nine Realms, Stone World, Kevin Feige. That felt an easy list. Once you finish the Nine Realms, like, well, how, how much, how, how, what can be challenging after that? We survived the fire. Right. So I think we can survive Hollywood. I hope. Yeah. I mean, if one ignores the fact that you appear to be dead, it's almost peaceful. Are we seriously fucking dead? Donald Blake continues to wield the power of Thor whenever there's a threat to Earth that can't be handled by conventional means. Soon enough, he meets the rest of the North Pantheon, including Thor's brother Loki, whose schemes are a constant challenge to the God of Thunder's strength and nobility. It turns out it was no coincidence that Donald Blake found the Hammer Mjolnir in that cave, but it was all a plot of Thor's father Odin in order to teach his son humility. Eventually, Thor sheds the identity of the Doctor completely. Thor faces many challenges, but he always knows that one insurmountable one looms in the future. Ragnarok, the mythological Norse end of days. It almost comes when the fire demon Surtur forges a sword powered by the destruction of a galaxy and attacks Asgard in force. The day is won, though Odin himself dies to protect the realm. Ragnarok approaches again soon after, and Thor fights the Midgard serpent, a dragon wrapped around the entirety of Earth. Thor defeats the creature with a blow that breaks every bone in his body, fulfilling the destiny set out for him long ago. This neither turns out to be the end for Thor, or Asgard in the other realms. But the wheel turns, and Ragnarok would come again in 2004. This time it begins when Loki finds the Aethri mold used to forge Mjolnir. He then unleashes Surtur from death, giving Asgard over to him in exchange for the fire demon's weapon-forging expertise. Loki crafts other hammers to arm himself and his minions. The ensuing conflict ends with Mjolnir shattered into pieces. Things only get worse from there, as Thor watches friends die in the escalating war against Loki's forces. In desperation, Thor decides he needs to seek the wisdom of Odin. He strikes an eye from his face before the well of Mjolnir, just as his father did, in exchange for wisdom. But the same trick does not work twice, and Thor is forced to sacrifice his other eye for the full deal. This exchange gives him full access to the past, and he understands that Ragnarok is not a finality, but a cycle. There have been many Ragnaroks. But to truly divine what is about to come, to understand his next course of action, he'll need greater power and greater wisdom. The knowing of the runes. So Thor continues in the path of Odin again, and hangs himself for nine days and nights upon Yggdrasil, the world tree. He dies, but the spirit of Odin saves him from hell. Thor confronts those who sit in shadow, strange shadowy Viking-looking people who are powerful enough to be the gods of the Norse gods, and apparently have just been binge-watching Ragnaroks for eternity. Thor has figured out their game, and has decided to end it. The shadow sitters are not threatened, claiming to know all that will come, but Thor now understands Odin's plan. Those who sit in shadow have watched the gods, but Thor lived many of his adventures as a mortal. They can't know what he'll do. Thor leaves them and returns to Asgard renewed in power, with the magic of the runes at his command. This is the start of Rune King Thor, and message board conversations about power rankings would never be the same. Thor uses his newfound power to quickly dispatch with Loki and his gang. His next move? Probably not what you'd expect. Let's find out in... The Mighty Thor, Volume 2, Number 85. Writers, Michael Avon Oeming and Daniel Berman. Artist, Andrea DeVito. Colorist, 
Lara Valari, Letterer, Randy Gentile. Thor approaches Asgard at the mast of a flying Viking ship. The place isn't looking too hot. Actually, strike that. It is looking hot, but in, like, the bad way, because whole stretches of it are on fire. Surtur has been forging weapons for everyone, and started a war between fire demons, Asgardians, and giants. Fire and ice clash, Thor says, surveying the chaos. Brother against brother. Father against son. Truly, this is the end. Thor finds Surtur, and the towering formidable foe squares up for a battle to end all battles. Shall we crush the world as we fight, or shall we smite the stars? Thor has a different idea. Reforge my hammer, Surtur. Make Mjolnir whole again. This is all I ask. Surtur is a bit taken aback by this, as is Loki, who is currently just a decapitated head in Thor's right hand. What? No battle? He killed Odin! You are weaker than I ever thought possible! He killed our father, and you don't want revenge? After telling his brother he'd throw him in a volcano if he didn't think his cold soul would freeze it over, Thor explains himself. It is only fitting. He who destroyed my father, he who is the greatest enemy of the gods, will restore our greatest weapon using the mold that brought about the end of times and the beginning of this journey. The disembodied spirit of the Odin Force, who is in the form of a ghost child, approves of this plan. Very good. You do have the wisdom of Odin. Surtur agrees and forges a renewed Mjolnir, one he'd be proud to take his death from. But while Surtur is still stuck on the battles of the past, Thor is playing a different game. That is not to be your fate. Mjolnir shall not be your death. You will have no such honor. Lead your armies to my land and give them a final day that shall shake the heavens and hells. Surtur obliges, and a spectacular battle commences, of hammer and blade, of foul fire and final battle cries. Thor's friends die, but he spares his friend Beta Ray Bill, who wields a weapon of the realms, but is not of them. Thor floats above it all, and watches as the wolf Fenri eats the stars, bringing Ragnarok to a close. But now the cycle will begin anew, the Odin Force says. All your effort is for naught, and those who sit in shadow laugh at your deeds. Nay, says Thor. I have one last task. Thor apparates himself back to Yggdrasil, where he confronts the fates. They tell him he cannot change the tapestry they've woven. After Ragnarok, it will all begin anew. Thor begs to differ and takes a hard look at the grand tapestry. He sees that a single line of thread leads back into the loom and connects it to the beginning. Fate is not a single line into eternity, but rather a circle. Thor raises Mjolnir to strike down the thread to break the circle once and for all but those who sit in shadow appear before him. Whoa, 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 wait a second, man. No need to get crazy here. You saw the game, and you caught our bluff. Fair enough, well done. Tell you what, you put the hammer down, and you can join us. You can be a shadowy Viking-looking dude on the council. Come on, you can be more than a god. You can be a god to gods. Thor's not having it. You are too late, and your respect means little to me or my fallen brethren. You gods of gods. <laughs> like a child, after being caught and facing punishment, you offer your apologies too late. I come as your doom. Now you must feel the consequence of your deeds. The virtue of heroes you planted within us is fully realized. With this ultimate act of sacrifice, this final act of battle, 
this final act of cosmic ritual. Thor strikes the thread and rips a hole in the world tree. The hole folds in on itself, and Yggdrasil crumples and condenses into nothing. Thor himself is the last being left in the realms outside of Earth. He's given him and his loved ones meaning by ending the story and freeing them from the cycle. Now he himself rests, and his visage fades into the stars themselves. He strips his mind of thoughts, closes his eyes, and breathes deep the slumber of gods. All right, road trip update. We found some helpful dwarves that offered to fix up the car. Who knew that a realm of fire would just ruin a Nissan Sentra, but hey. Yeah, let's get into it. All right, we're back. We're in Nidivlinir. No, they told me this was Starfelheim. Starfelheim? That's what they told me. I thought it was Nidivlinir. Well, you know, the Norse gods, they have all kinds of names for everything. They call Earth Midgard. They do. I've never heard it called that before now, you know? It's a little silly. It is. I mean, I guess it's kind of like how we, America, just makes up names for countries, even though the countries call themselves different things. Like, we don't call Japan Japan, or right. Germany, or, well, Japan doesn't call Japan Japan, and, right. they, and Germany doesn't call itself Germany. Exactly. That's kind of how the Norse gods are, just calling, like, different planets different things. All right, so, yeah, Thor dies, or goes to sleep. It's not entirely clear. I mean, I feel like that's kind of like death. It's just like the, you know, the eternal slumber, the great void, as they call it. Yeah, yeah, he kind of just... I'm just going to close my eyes, just rest for a little bit. Yeah, he gets tired. He needs a nap. Yeah, he did, he did a lot. He, you know, he, he made Ragnarok happen by his own bare hands. That's, that's a huge undertaking. He made it happen, and then he stopped it. And he was like, you know what, we're done with this. Yeah, no, 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 no more. No, I, like my, I like my friends. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're done with the Ragnaroks every, every few years. Oh yeah, happy Ragnarok, by the way. Oh, happy Ragnarok, yeah, thank yeah. you. I forgot to... I didn't get you a Ragnarok gift this year. I gave you this rock. Okay, well, thank you. I stole it from Serdar. It's hot. That's why I'm wearing these oven mitts. Oh, that's what you were doing as I was trying to escape with my life. I was escaping. I, I, you did, but I, it, was, it was very touch and go there. I, didn't, I wasn't sure what happened. I would never leave you behind. It's never happened before on purpose, that I remembered. Right. Okay. It's a good rock. I'm going to write Ragnarok on it. So I remember... Is this the Ragnarok rock? That it's the Ragnarok rock. I feel like we should write a song about it. We should. Untapped genre music. Yeah, what did you, what did you think of the Mighty Thor disassembled? It's a wild ride from start to finish. A lot happens. A lot happens. But Thor proves himself. He, he realizes he's capped, goes the extra mile above what Odin did, figures right. it out, and, you know, sets his people free of the, the cycle. Yeah, yeah. He, he just says, you know what, we're done ones that sit above you can stand up and leave we're done it's real quick they're like oh hold on hold on you gotta respect he's like your respect i never wanted it right yeah they, they kind of try to backpedal real hard yeah yeah the you know thor thor because thor had went to him before and said hey can you help me out here and they're like nope sorry you're not powerful enough and then and then thor was powerful enough and they're like all right well we can talk and thor's like nope we're done talking yeah, you got your chance. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they should have realized, having watched Thor for as many times as they have, that they had their chance and they missed it. Right. Because I guess they've read all of Thor's 400 plus, I don't know how many issues of Thor there were, were at this point. Probably more than 500 at this point. And all the appearances. Right. They have to have, so they're, they're like the biggest Thor fans, right? I feel like they are. Yeah. So, so and, and, and the fact that they counted him out, very disappointing. 
Maybe they're just like names and like Seiko. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a Thor fan. I have all the issues. I haven't read them, but I have them. Right. They're they're kind of collectors. They collect the issues. Yeah. They're speculators on the issues, but they don't really appreciate Thor as a character. Yeah. Yeah. And that was ultimately their downfall. I don't think I've ever read an issue with Thor where he said he was going to do something and then didn't do it. Unless, you know, like a coffee empty or something stopped him. Which, right. which happens here and there, but... Yeah, he always does what he's going to say. He, sometimes there's some bad consequences and sometimes other things happen. But true to his word, Thor. 100%. For sure. Yeah. Thor... Yeah, because Mjolnir, Mjolnir shatters. He asks Surtur to reforge it. That calls Ragnarok, and Surtur's like, hell yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. He go, then he goes on the same quest as Odin, takes plucks both his eyes out, which plucking one eye out is pretty intense, but then doing the second one. Right, because Odin plucked his eye out for knowledge. Thor says, you know what, let's just do both eyes. Yeah. I need I need more knowledge than... I need to, I need to go beyond what you did. Right. And then he, then he hung himself with the, by a chain on, off that tree. Yep, pretty touch and go there for him. I did like how he, he punished Loki by just separating his head from his body. Yeah. And just wore it on his belt, like... That's as an older brother. I wish there's a couple times I wish I could have done that to my younger sibling. Yeah, it, it it's kind of a running theme in Thor comics too. It's not the first time that Thor decapitates Loki and Loki's head just hangs out and keeps talking. Yeah, so he's he's just going around with Loki's head and this weird ghost guy who is the living embodiment of the Odin Force. And you find out he's the son of Odin and the Earth. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty huge. I feel like that's a huge power upgrade. Yep, Gaia. As voiced by, oh, what's her name? Captain Planet. Oh, I can hear her voice, but I don't know her name. Planeteers, I need your help. I hear it. It's played in my head. I don't know her name. Sister Act. Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg, right? And Whoopi Goldberg do Gaia on Captain Planet? I don't... Gotta be. I'm gonna gonna ask one of these dwarves. I'm gonna ask ask one of these dwarves. Uh, Okay. Doing a bang-up job, dwarves. Fixing the car. By the way, yeah. I don't know what we'd do without them. Yeah. I don't know how we're gonna pay these guys. I guess we do have to pay them something. Well, hold on, hold on. I got an idea. We'll say we know Thor. So, you know, you know we're big guardians. We're, you know, Thor protects us. That's true. Yeah. So, well, yeah, Thor sent us here. He said he'd take care of everything. Yeah. He's got to have a lot of money, Thor. I mean, it's the whole coffers of Asgard. Yeah, because Thor's basically... What do they use their money for? Uh, I've never seen any sort of, like, money transaction in any sort of Asgard. Very unclear as to whether they have an economy. They just have stuff. Yeah, they just have stuff. There's, there's, there's places that they drink. But who's brewing that drink? Not clear. I assume it was all magic. It, yeah, it probably is. It's some magic guy just just pumping out magic drinks and stuff. But you don't even see that. They're just it's it's all just there. I feel like we should stop there before we head back home. Yeah, that was going to be the last de- destination before we kind of got backtracked in in all these these other realms. Yeah, I thought the nine realms was like the nine districts in New York. I didn't realize it was like whole universes. No, yeah, the, each one's a planet. Yeah, I was. It takes forever. I expected yeah, like four blocks, then no, like. Oh yeah, it takes forever. It's a terrible idea for a road trip. Sorry, it was my idea, but. Hey man, you said road trip, but I just I jumped in the car. I didn't even ask. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think it's been fun though. No one's died. No, except Thor. Oh, I was gonna pay the tab if he's dead. <laughs> That's true. I'll have to rethink this. Yeah. Uh, who's who's? I don't know. I we Iron Man. Iron Man's super. Iron rich. Man. Yeah, Iron Man. They probably know Iron Man because Iron Man knows Thor. He's the smartest guy in the world, planet. Yeah, so so he says. He's in the, he's in the top five, right? I feel like that's an appropriate number to put Tony Stark in. Yeah, he's got to be top five. All right, Tony Stark it is. Superman, how can you be? Alive? Toy Man sent me to the future. Then Vandal Savage and I fought some giant cockroaches and... 
It's complicated. Thor sleeps, the dreamless sleep. A year passes. Then a second year, and it seems Thor is no longer a part of the Marvel fabric. If he is to be reborn, perhaps it will be to a different society or culture than ours, in a different world altogether. But then, in 2007, Mjolnir falls from the sky, landing in a small town in Oklahoma. And then dreams do come, and the Odinson's slumber is interrupted. Thor, Volume 3, Number 1 Writer, J. Michael Straczynski Penciler, Oliver Coipel Inker, Mark Morales Colorist, Laura Martin I was a man dreaming I was a god, the narration says. I was a god dreaming I was a man. I have known passion. I have known loss. I have known the stars. I have known failure. I have known pain. And then I, and then I, and then we went to sleep and went away and were no more. Thor is awake, standing in a void, dressed in a pale white nighty. The man likes to be comfortable when he sleeps, okay? He asks who summons him from the void. The same voice of the narration answers. Can it be so long that you have forgotten me? Forgotten my voice? Yep, that wasn't Thor talking in the beginning after all. No, it was Dr. Don Blake. Thor does recognize the voice, but doesn't understand. Don Blake didn't exist. Not really. He was a mortal form created for Thor by Odin, and he disappeared as soon as the guise was no longer needed. Well, turns out Blake still kind of exists as a remnant of the Odin Force, and has just been hanging around in the void this whole time, just like Thor is now. Don asks Thor whether he wants to get the band back together. You? Me? Protecting Midgard from an apocalyptic future that I've foreseen? What do you say? Thor isn't into it. He loves the mortal world, don't get him wrong, but he loves his own world, too. He doesn't want to subject him to the cycle of Ragnarok again, especially after all he went through. I mean, he'd gained the magic of the runes and busted up the tapestry of the fates. Didn't you see that shit? It was awesome. Blake explains that returning to life doesn't mean a return to the cycle. Thor succeeded in what he'd set out to do in the final Ragnarok. What he does next is his choice. Thor considers and reflects upon how a return to life would be a lonely one. All his Asgardian friends are dead. Don has a rebuttal for that one, too. The guy's on fire. You see, it's mortals who decide whether the gods live, and they live on in their hearts. Thor's friends need only to be found and awakened, just as Don did with Thor. Okay, okay, fine. Thor agrees. It's not so easy as just that, though, and Odinson needs to fight off a bunch of ugly-looking insect demon things, while still in his nighty. Regardless of the attire, Thor is Thor, and he wallops the Sinister Brigand. The tide almost doesn't turn, though, until our hero sees Mjolnir in the void. He reaches out, grabs the hammer, and unleashes lightning upon his enemies. He stands triumphant, fully realized in his Asgardian warrior garb once again. Thor has chosen life. The next scene, we see Donald Blake walking down a lonely, deserted road. He finds a stick on the ground and uses it to walk. He checks into a quaint hotel in a small Oklahoman town. The clerk is bemused to see his ideas from New York. Just wanted to get away, Don explains. Can't think of any place more away than this, the clerk says agreeably. She explains that there's no air conditioning in the room, just a fan, but it should cool off by evening, as the weather reports predict a thunderstorm. Somehow that doesn't surprise Don Blake. Not one bit. All right.
Should we talk about the last one now? This rebirth, yeah. I felt you back, so you're here. Which I think is a great, great source of, of power for gods. The whole, like, I believe in you, so you exist kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good story fodder for sure. Because like, once you get strong enough, it's like, all right, I don't need your thoughts. I'm on my own being and entity now. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of just like, that's the only reason he's back, right? Because he was done. Well, yeah, Donald Blake disappeared. And yeah. then they made Donald Blake come back. So, and he was like, well, I know Thor, so Thor's not dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty cool, I mean, it's, uh, as far as a return, it's a pretty, pretty good way to set it up. It pretty much picks up right where we saw him last. You know, his fade, the fading image in, in, in that last comic we saw was like this, his head kind of formed in this space and he's just kind of kind of sleep going to sleep yeah and this one is he just fully awakes and he's just like in his pjs like what's going on yep yeah which i've been there before yep <laughs> yep he's just like in his little onesie little little nighty uh mjolnir crashes to uh the earth before he wakes up kind of neat kind of the same way it was teased in in um i think it was like iron man in the movies yeah out, yeah. out in nevada kind of yeah kind of the same thing happened i think the i think the the hammer actually falls in a different comic before this one and kind of is like a tease for thor coming back and then um this comic kind of follows up on that yeah he beats up a bunch of weird demon things in his onesie yep becomes thor again yep definitely like this thor because he definitely seems a lot He's been through Ragnarok and all the cycles so many times that it feels like it's finally stuck and he's learned wisdom now. I mean, yeah. there's always more you can learn, but it feels like he's finally like has like the wisdom like a god of his level should have, which is yeah. very exciting to see. Yeah, for sure. It's not completely clear whether he still has the, the benefit of that wisdom from cutting out his eyes before, but... Um, well, I don't think he has the, the future slightly he did, but he's definitely... Definitely the whole experience wised him up a lot, and he's definitely, I think, at the beginning of this, more worthy of King kinghood then at the end of the last arc yeah definitely he's been around the block and yeah this kind of this definitely sets him up for a different kind of adventure than he's been on before he's kind of like hipster thor walking around with a stick and and doing stuff checking checking into a hotel trying to find himself what if he just didn't do anything as thor he just hung out as donald blake set up a practice he's still helping people started brewing kombucha i can see that got really you know into new age conspiracies I can be able to see that. Yeah. I can see Thor very easily being, like, swayed by the internet. Because he's, I mean, he has no experience with the internet, and just... That's true. He's, very, he's a pretty straightforward guy. Like, he's, like, if he doesn't know you, you say it, he kind of believes you. I feel like the internet would definitely ruin him very quickly. You think Thor would argue on YouTube comment sections about, about videos of him fighting Other thing. with the Avengers and kind of criticizing his performance? You think he would get on there and kind of log on and debate people i don't think he'd go in there with that intent but like i feel like he'd be like go down the rabbit hole end up on one of those videos and see someone's comment and be like well you don't understand like i just been punched in the face and i still had so-and-so's eye finger in my eye and it would just quickly divulge into being like you don't know what it's like to be a god yeah i i think he would either do that or he would just kind of take it way too personally and and pretend it didn't bother him but be really like sulky around everyone yeah yeah i can see him breaking several computers oh yeah definitely who is who's this Joner man seven three nine? I will find him and crush him. <laughs> Cerebellum eighty four. How dare you side with him? <laughs> yep. I can imagine trying to pronounce people's username and getting it completely wrong. Yep. Do you think he would use like text speech? 
he would type everything out. Yeah, because you wouldn't be. I don't think you can do text speech and that weird kind of Shakespearean way he talks at the same time. No. Yeah, he would definitely type everything. He'd out. He'd type everything out. I don't think he'd use punctuation. He he would speak in all caps for sure. Yes. As well. Yeah, always all caps, and people would be like, "Why are you yelling at me?" I'm not yelling. I'm just loud. Right, and he's just. <laughs> That's how a god speaks. What do you mean, mortal? Yeah. God. I also see him getting mocked for his, the way he speaks too, yeah. and that's setting him over the edge more. Yeah. Hey, I'm Shakespeare. Look at me fighting in the YouTube comments. Yeah. My name is Thor. Odin, son, how dare you accuse me of this? <laughs> Who is this Shakespeare you speak of? And why is he shaking the spears and not throwing them? <laughs> yep. Probably good that he doesn't go on the internet that often. Well, that just reminds me of in Doctor Strange, where he asked, he's like, "Why don't you call me or email me?" And Doctor Strange says, "Do you have a computer?" And he goes, "No, why?" <laughs> That's just the that's level that's Thor's level of technological in, intuition. Yep, that's where he's at. And this leads into siege, correct? Yeah, eventually. This is where he brings Asgard down to Earth. But it's eight feet above the ground, yeah. so it's illegal. Right, and it's just hanging out there. And eventually, when Osborn pushes pushes aside Shield as like as the security organization that keeps a rain on supernatural activity and superpowered activity. So when that all happens, eventually Norman decides he's going to attack Asgard. Bad idea. Right. And ultimately, that is his downfall. I don't know if I'd want to go to war with Asgard. They're all technically gods. Yeah, it's it's a bad idea all around. I mean, so he he has, I think he has a god or two. He's got people with god, godlike powers. He's got the sentry. Oh, true. And then he has, he had Ares. Yeah, God of War. But, yeah, not not, not the best idea. A little ambitious. Well, it's Norman Osborn. Well, he's playing off more than he can chew. Yeah, formidable villain, but I think once he decided that he could take on all the entire country worth of superheroes, it kind of, yeah, he, he, a little too ambitious. Yeah. He start, he, once, you, once you reach a certain level, you have to and you rely on other people's power to back you, it gets a little tricky. Yep. But it is a good way to, to start. I do like the way they brought Thor back by just like, hey, I believe in you. You're, you're real. Yeah, because he was away for like three years. He missed the whole missed out on the whole Civil War. That was one of the things that happened while he was gone. Because he dies during Avengers Disassemble. Like they call it Thor Disassemble, the storyline. Tied into that, even though it doesn't really have anything to do with it. It's just happening at the same time. And then, yeah, while he's away, there's this whole Civil War between... Wh- wh- who, who, whose side do you think he would have been on in the Civil War? Look, Captain America. America. Yeah, probably. 100%. How can people who don't know how to wield power tell someone that knows how to that has the power how to wield it? That seems right in line with Thor. But I can also sort of like being more of a middleman at first until the first punch is thrown and then being like, no, I'm side with like I can see him understanding where Iron Man comes from and wanting to be more. I mean, it's kind of like their whole society is like, you know, you do what the king says, but this is a different situation. You know, they're not all the king's men. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I that's kind of where Doctor Strange was. I think Doctor Strange at first just wanted to be neutral, not take sides, but then he did end up eventually helping out Cap's forces and joining up with them. Whichever side Thor is on, that's the side that's gonna win, right? So say that an all-out fight, yeah. Yeah. And also, like, how do you have Thor in that fight without killing a bunch of people by accident? Yeah. Letting loose Mjolnir and thunderbolts. Yeah. There's there's some people in the Avengers that cannot stay one of his thunderbolts. Yeah. And that's kind of—I mean—it is kind of what happens even without him there. And that's because that's what Iron Man figures. He he clones a Thor, so there, so he can have a Thor on his side. And Thor ends up killing a Goliath, I think. Yeah, the character is Goliath, yeah. who's still dead. So can't do an episode on Goliath. He never came back because of clone Thor. Clones, uh, man—they always mess stuff up. 
Yeah. What a fucked up thing to do. Clone your friend and then have it murder someone, you know? And I think pretty soon after this this issue where he comes back, I think he does confront the clone Thor and then Iron Man. You know, he's not he's not too happy about any of that. Oh no, in the beginning of the the arc where he comes back, he and he he basically almost fries Iron Man, he goes, We're not done with this and Iron Man's like, Okay. And then walks away because he can't fly, which I think is like very. That should be very humbling for Tony. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I'm glad Thor's back though. Yeah, I think the world needs Thor. Things just get shitty without him. Yeah. You know, I think we see that constantly. And that's why the world the way it is. Yeah. Whenever Thor is sleeping, the world gets out of control. So we we call it the the Thor sleep, or the because Owen has his own sleep. Yeah. Or is it more like a Thor nap because it's not as long? Three years is a pretty long nap, but I guess as far as gods gods are concerned, maybe not that long. It's like a blink of an eye. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right, yeah. Yeah, it's a Thor nap. Any other thoughts on Thor? Let me borrow your hammer, please. I mean, we did establish that you're worthy. You passed three rigorous tests, as I remember. I just need to find this with, cave with, with a stick. Yeah, with flying colors, so I, th I think you're good. If you can find it, it's all yours. I am. Just start, take, just start walking around random caves in Norway. It's gotta be there somewhere. Yeah. Or shag out near the fishermen that are, that see stone men, and then that's true. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go to random villages in Norway and just wait for a fisherman to tell a weird story about stone men. I think that happens quite often in Norway. I could see it happening more often than than you would think. Europe is a wild place. Yeah, yeah. And that's a wrap for this episode of Not a Hoax, Not a Dream. Thank you for listening. And thanks to Joe for joining me today. Once again, you can find him on Twitch at SnackKing486. All one word. You can find out more about the show at anchor.fm forward slash drcomicbookie. Uh, that'll give you all the different places you can listen to us. And at those places, if you want to give us a good review, that definitely helps. You can also email us at drcomicbookie at gmail.com and check out our social media. Uh, Instagram's a good one. Uh, look up drcomicbookie there. And uh, if you see not a hoax, not a dream at the top of the page, that's us. Finally, if you like the show, tell people about it. I don't have any ads or a Patreon right now. I'm mostly making this for fun. But if nobody's listening, I could just talk to myself, you know? Where, where did the car go? Um... You know, I, they were kind of tall for dwarves. They're very tall. Ah, damn it! We just get robbed. At all. <laughs> I think we got robbed. Well, Thor's back, right? So we get this. We just we'll find Thor. Thor's we'll get back, back home. All. Yeah, we did lie about. Well, he doesn't know that. We didn't clone him. We didn't. No, all things considered, I, th I think I think he'd be on our side. I want to serve his rocks. Like that's pretty impressive. Yeah. If he doesn't think it's impressive, I, I might cry. Don't do it. All right, let's see what we can do. All right. Is that a giant snake? Oh fuck. Which of the nine realms? We were at Muscleheim, around the world tree. There's Vanaheim, world of mystery. Sounds great. No one knows anything about it. Sites that. HeritageDaily.com, 2002, random link. <laughs> it was the first thing on Google that popped up. <laughs>